Welcome to the Courage Queen Podcast. I'm your host, Justine Wenzel, entrepreneur, glam girl, and karaoke enthusiast. For over 10 years, I've been teaching women how to become more courageous by pressing into fear so they can step into their purpose. Whether it's me at the microphone solo or I'm sharing the stage with incredible guests, I'm committed to bringing you the best while sharing the truth that will set us all free. Time to wake up and stop giving fear all the power. I'm bringing tangible tips for more peace and authenticity while simultaneously giving you an ab workout as we weave in comedic flair. So buckle up because it's time to live your best life. Hey friends. Okay, so welcome back to the Courage Queen podcast. So excited to be here with you. Gosh, it feels like it's been a long time coming. I'm just going to say, I mean, between being out of town on my work trip and then coming home and catching some weird virus. No, it was not COVID, but you know, I was kind of joking with people actually. Like, let's just be real for a second. I was kind of joking with people about how, like, it's not like all of these viruses and colds that have always been here just magically have gone away. Doesn't it kind of seem weird to you that after all this time of dealing with all this COVID crap, we are, like, so hyper-focused that everything could be COVID that we just kind of almost believe, like, all these viruses got together and all these colds, and they were like, oh, hey, we're just having our favorite coffee. We're just at a local Starbucks roundtable discussion. And like one virus was like, we're thinking about maybe heading to Tijuana. Like COVID, you got this? Cool. Yeah, you're good. We could just take some time off. Okay, like we all know that that's not actually something that happened. So it is like there are still other sicknesses out there that you can get outside of COVID. And I'm just really grateful that it used to be where if I was in a season where I needed to slow down or I felt like um, in a way I was kind of like under spiritual attack, it used to be that sickness was what would come into my life as a way to slow me down. It would be kind of the enemy's attempt to slow me down, get me totally focused and hyper-focused on being sick because I'm like super fearful about being sick or I I used to be, I'm going to say very fearful about getting sick, did not want to get sick, would do anything to not get sick. And oh my gosh, after I had COVID almost a year ago now, and I realized the other day that when I was sick, you know, sometimes I feel like I had been slowed down to be distracted, but God always has used those moments of sickness and of slowing down to get my attention, to bring me closer to him and to have more of a relationship with him. And I realized that this time around being sick, I was sitting there thinking about it as I was watching rerun after rerun of one of my favorite shows ever, Gilmore Girls. If you're a Gilmore Girls fan, yeah, like reach out to me. I remember when I had COVID last year and I watched all of Bridgerton, like the entire time I was really sick for like two weeks, Um, basic cold and flu symptoms, but like, yeah, like it totally kicked my butt. And You know, I was thinking about the fact that I haven't been sick since I had COVID last February. So, like, it's been a year since I got sick. And I think people have almost forgotten what it's like to get sick and and what that is, you know, if it's not COVID. So, anyways, enough of this crazy talk. But 
I went on a amazing work trip after I haven't had a conference for my direct sales business in over two years. We've been basically doing it all virtually, which virtually great. I love the option that we can do that. There's still, you know, it's amazing to think how accessible it can be now with all this technology. But I'm going to be honest, like I am a feeler in terms of being in the space of other people in these conferences. I get the chills. It's not really anything that I specifically learn. It's the feeling that I get. Have you guys ever like experienced that? Maybe with yourself too. You're like, I just have to be in the space. It's not even something that is a takeaway in terms of like, oh my gosh, they said this and it really stood out to me. For me, it's always about a feeling. And it was just a feeling and a knowing of I'm living in my calling. Um, Confirmation that I am on the right track and confidence if I could feel that God was speaking to me like this is where I'm supposed to be. And Like I said, I hadn't been sick in a year, so I came home and I was ready to hit the ground running and I was so close to getting back into my old habits of like going to a conference and getting really excited and coming home and hitting the ground running and getting into this like workaholic mode because I'm passionate, I'm excited, it's not even a bad thing. But what I realized as I was sick for another four to five days when I came home and it slowed me down and now I'm working from my bed basically I realized maybe this isn't such a bad thing. Maybe this is actually a really good thing. I am grateful that my immune system is fighting off yet another sickness or disease and that my immune system is strong and is coming back with fire like it always does. And I'm grateful for that. And I was thinking about how do I want to spend this time? Do I want to go back to making the mistakes and getting back into my old patterns? Or do I want to use this as an opportunity to say it's a new year? I need to do something different. I don't want to go back to old ways. Um, you know, the the old times of talking about, oh my gosh, I just want things to get back to normal. Um, like I, I, I don't. I don't want to get back to normal. There needs to be something different. There needs to be something better. Digging in with just joy and excitement about something that could be even better than what was normal. And so I want you to start kind of thinking that way. But I do have a funny story coming back from my trip. um, I do just have to tell you, just for comedic relief, I've been known to lose some things, okay? So you heard when we first started this podcast, my first episode where I was talking about how I lost my camera, my digital camera back when I lived in London and just the craziness of that whole story. And if you have not listened to that first episode, oh my gosh, go back and listen to it. You're just going to die. And you'll never be able to think of a fanny pack the same way, for sure. But I was sitting here thinking about just how I have just, I feel like there's these situations where God uses my life to create these big, grand stories, these funny things that I feel like, oh my gosh, these things happen to nobody else but me. But I feel like God uses them because he knows I have a big mouth and I'm going to talk about them and I'm going to point people back to him. And I think that that's what's just so comical about this whole thing. So I, so before I start this story, my conference was absolutely incredible, like totally feel revived, excited. One of the really cool things that the company that I'm a part of does is we have an opportunity to earn these private parties. And one of the private parties in tropical Atlanta, oh wait, no, there was a huge snowstorm literally the day we arrived. Like I couldn't even get out to Atlanta to have better weather because there was a snowstorm that followed me there. So anyways, I digress about that. But 
we get there and one of the things that I achieved for being the top of sales in my company was this private party at the Atlanta Aquarium. And so out of like the 6,000 people that are at this company event, this is just a leadership event. So this is not like all consultants. It's just leadership level. And usually there's actually even way more than 6,000 people. But this year they they had people come and we had to like do a COVID test, get a negative result, um, and then mask up and all that kind of stuff. And there were like specific things that we had to do in order to get there if we wanted to be there in person or you could watch virtually. So normally there's probably way more people that are actually going to be there, but there was about 6,000 at this event and these were leaders as sales directors. And even less than that were qualifiers for this private, like they closed down the Atlanta Aquarium. It was supposed to be the Coca-Cola factory too, but something with weather, something weird happened there. So it was just the aquarium. But one of the really cool things was that they shut it down and it's a private party and like two, somewhere between two and 3,000 people are there and we have private access and we have food and drinks there and, you know, there's shows that we can see with dolphins and we're looking at all the sharks and the the super cute like sea otters that literally are my favorite. Like they're just a whole, they're just a whole vibe. They just chill on their backs and they swim around. Like they're just so goofy. I don't know. The sea otters are my favorite thing. I don't know if you can tell. But we're walking around, and I normally carry a very big purse. But when I go on trips like this, and because I haven't traveled in, like, two years, I had this little, um, you know, like, a crossbody bag. And I was taking pictures and video of all the animals and the sea otters. And then I would unzip my bag and throw my phone back in there, zip it up, and we'd go to all the different things, and I'd pull my phone back out and all of that. So it was really crowded and really crazy being in here, all of us, so much fun. And I'm walking around, and all of a sudden, I realize that I don't have my phone. So I'm like, I look at my two friends, and I'm like, um, Houston, we have a problem. My phone is missing, and I have absolutely no idea where it was because I've had it in my hand the entire time. Like, there's nowhere to, like, set it down. So I was a little confused. So I'm like, don't panic. Everything always works out for me. Like, it's all good. Like, no stress. So I go to one of the security guards and I'm like, listen, uh, no need to freak out or anything. I'm not freaking out. I'm fine. I kind of felt like Ross and Friends where he's like, I'm fine. I was kind of like that. Like, I was just a little bit in shock, just hoping that it would all work out. Because if not, this was going to be a really big problem. Because I leave my license in between my phone case and my phone. I've always done that. It's probably horrible. Someone probably could, like, steal my identity. So don't. But I have done that. And it's weird because whenever I've lost my phone before, <laughs> Spoiler alert, I've done it more than once. I'll tell you about that story in a second. But I went up to the guy and I'm like, hey, my phone is missing. And so he literally like cuts me off in the middle of saying this. And he's like, oh my God, what? Oh my God, we have a 424. So he immediately gets on his, um, he immediately gets on his walkie talkie and he's like, we have a 424. I repeat, we have a 424 over. And I'm like, uh oh my gosh, okay, like, yeah, he's really taking this seriously. So he's like, ma'am, we're going to have to talk about the contents of your phone and what it looked like. And so we start talking about it, and he's like, all right, yep, yep. He's repeating everything that I'm saying. He's like, all right, yep, mint green phone. Okay, yep, yep, you got a great license picture. Yep, okay, you worked on that. Yep, okay, your license is in there. Yep, mint green phone case. All right, where are you, you're from New York. Okay, great, awesome. Oh, you're a sales director. Yeah, you seem really nice. Okay, great. Uh, okay, I think I got all the information I need. Uh, just hold on one second, ma'am. He jumps back on the walkie-talkie and, no joke, 
has this scripted thing that he says, and I'm just going to do it for you guys. But every single time, this this turned into be like a 45 minute saga of us like walking the entire aquarium multiple times trying to find this phone and checking in at like different security checkpoints because Mary Kay hires all private security to do all of our events and it's incredible like you just feel very safe and secure and they just take care of everything like they're just amazing so literally every single time that he checks in with somebody to try to find the phone this is what it sounds like oh we have a 424 i repeat we have a 424 we've got a missing phone uh it's a really nice girl from new york she's got a mint green phone case her license is in there she tried really hard on her license picture uh we got to really help this girl find her phone uh if you see anything around the perimeter please let me know let's help this girl find her phone over so literally every single time with that exact scripting and detail this guy is repeating it into like he's like power walking we're going through the gift shop we're going from one end to the other and every single time he repeats the exact same thing and i'm like dying laughing at this point because i'm like why does everyone need to know every single amount of like you probably like i'm i'm a talker okay we all know this so like we probably don't need to include all of the like all of the details in terms of like me telling him that my license picture was really good because I had this time when I went and got my license picture taken and it was really bad. And so I vowed that I would always have a really good photo and like I planned to have a good photo. So this is something I do share with people. It's extra information, but I don't know why I was nervous. I was telling him some extra information. I didn't think he'd come up with this whole freaking monologue to then tell every single person on the walkie talkie. So I'm like cracking up over this because he just keeps saying it and saying it. And so finally, about 45 minutes later, We find out that somebody has found the phone only at a Mary Kay event, by the way, would somebody like find a phone and return it. And we find out that the guy has found the phone and he picks it up. It's like one of the husbands and he ends up getting it to a security guard and they end up handing me back my phone. And let's just say from there, I just sealed the deal by doing a photo shoot with the whole security team. I'll post this picture on my stories on Courage Queen Pod because it's just pretty funny. But it's like me pointing to my phone and then like the security guys like masking up behind me like... Yeah, that's right. We found this phone. Like, they were incredible. I will be writing to the company to just, like, brag on them because these men were amazing. I don't think there were any female security. I think they were all men, actually, which is kind of unique. But anyways, so unfortunately, I have done this more than once. The last time I lost my phone was about uh, four years ago, and I was trying on shoes in a Macy's in New York City, Times Square, and trying on shoes with my husband, taking pictures of them, doing videos, stuff like that, um, as I was picking out these awesome boots, which are my favorite boots that I own. And I must have put my phone behind me on a chair where I was trying on the shoes. And then I left, and about an hour later, I realized I don't have the phone. So once again, I had to then like call. Okay, thankfully, that was the only place I was at. So then I had to call, track it down, because I had no idea where I left it, but I had to tell them everywhere where I was going. And we ended up tracking on the phone and they knew it was my phone. They couldn't get into it, but they knew it was my phone because I said, look under the case and my license will be in here. And here's all my license information that I can confirm. So I'm not saying that I'm like super smart in terms of like stuff like that. Most of you are probably like, wow, what an idiot right now. But I actually think that that was pretty smart. And Anyways, the whole point of me telling the story is not just to entertain you, because I'm like used to doing that, but the whole point of the story was I believed that I would find my phone. I believed that it would work out, right? I was expecting that it would work out. And what was interesting about that and these stories is that I was reading in my quiet time the other day, 
and I came across something that just I couldn't shake. And I wanted to kind of share it with you. I was actually, the Lord kind of brought me to uh, the story of of Jesus's crucifixion on the cross. And I was reading about that and reading about, you know, the days later when they go and look for him in the tomb after he's passed away and he's been wrapped up and buried. And, you know, Mary Magdalene is there in the tomb, and she's actually the first one that Jesus reveals himself to. And I couldn't help, I'm just going to read this to you, because I could not help, i just be totally, I was totally blown away by this. I just have to share with you. Um, first off, Mary Magdalene, I could not even imagine having that experience. Like, it almost brought me to tears thinking about the fact that she didn't recognize Jesus, but, and, and, like, We'll talk about the reasons why she didn't recognize him in a second, because this is where this whole point comes. But I just got emotional thinking about what would that feel like to know that Jesus was revealed to you and you thought that he was gone, like you thought that he was dead. And now he's been like risen back to life and just having that experience. Like I just was trying to put myself in her shoes of knowing that she lost him and then realizing that he was alive, like just the emotion, the whole emotional toll that that would take and what a gift that that was. And one of the things that it says in the word is that Mary didn't recognize Jesus at first because her grief had blinded her. This is the most important part though. She couldn't see him because she didn't expect to see him. Now, I don't know about you, but something about this just jumped off the page for me. Because when Jesus speaks our name, we know confidently without a doubt that he's speaking to us. Like if somebody speaks your name, there's no confusion. Like, oh, are they talking to John? Are they talking to Jake? Are they talking to Justine? Well, he said my name, so he's speaking to me. And there's generations that are depending on your faithfulness today. And I, it got me thinking about that one line. She couldn't see him because she didn't expect to see him. Now, when we think about that, the first thing that came to mind for me was maybe because I'm not expecting to see a life change in my finances. Maybe if I'm not expecting to see a change in my marriage. Maybe if I'm not expecting to see my business exploding and and being incredible and and the fact that I'm going to go out and meet my next team member tomorrow. Maybe if I'm not expecting these blessings or these people that God could bring into my life, maybe it's my unbelief that is blinding me so many times. And I just wonder if you can relate to this at all. Because one thing that I have realized the hard way and one of the things that I'm working on myself is just trusting that God comes through. When you believe, God can deliver. Because Daniel believed, God was able to deliver. And so as I look through so many of the ways that God reveals himself to us, I really just had a convicting belief to say she couldn't see him because she wasn't expecting to see him. Why wasn't she expecting to see him when those prophecies that were spoke about long before that he was coming back. And it brings us back to like, why don't we trust fully? Why don't we know confidently without a doubt that God is speaking our name? 
that he's revealing himself to us. We have to expect that. That's how we have to look at our lives. We have to expect and believe that he not only wants those things for us, but that we've been called to that. He wants to bless us with those things. But we have to step into that. We have to know that he's going to deliver that when we believe. And so I don't know what's in your path this week. I don't know what seems impossible. You know, do you ever realize that, like, I've noticed this. Like, I I knew there was so much belief that I would find my phone, that it was going to work out, that I could trust that God would bring my phone back into the fold, that somebody would find it. Do you ever feel like certain areas of your life, you don't have a hard time believing. You just believe it's all going to work out. You There's just like this knowing. You don't worry about it. You, there's no stress. There's not a major amount of anxiety. You just have this belief that it's going to work out. You expect that you're going to get your phone back, in my case. But then other areas of your life, you're just so shaken. You don't know if you can trust God. You don't know if you can have confidence in his plan or a confidence in that he's called you. You don't have that belief, that core belief. And then when you don't have that core belief, that drives your behavior. So now you do things where you hold back. You don't live full out because you're not ready to accept and allow those miracles to flow in your life. You can't get out of your own way because you're not expecting to see those blessings. You're expecting that you're not deserving of it, that you're unworthy, that you don't have what it takes, that he hasn't called you, that he made a mistake, that you're too old, that you're too young, that you're unqualified, whatever it is. But maybe your life change is right on the other side of that. So what is it? I've realized that my unbelief is what is blinding me. So I want to ask you, what is blinding you? Why aren't you expecting and believing? And so I think as we dig into this week and what this week could be, we have to ask ourselves that. Why don't I trust? But don't let your unbelief blind you from the blessings and the life change and the healing and the breakthrough that you so desperately want. So as we dig into our journal prompts this week, I'm going to leave you with three questions that I want you to ask yourself. And I want you to put your name into here and figure out. Like Justine couldn't see her new team members because she didn't expect to see them. Justine didn't see a change in her finances because she didn't expect to see it change. Justine didn't ex- didn't see the fact that God had called her to something great because she didn't think she was worthy of that. Whatever that is for you, fill in the blank. So I want you to ask yourself, what is blinding me from being able to see God and see him revealing himself to me in my day-to-day life? Because what I realized is these people have probably always been there, but it's been me. I've been blinding it. Like if you think back to the story, Jesus was there the entire time. But she was the one that didn't recognize him. She was the one that didn't see him. The circumstances didn't change. What's holding you back from those blessings? I want you to ask yourself that. And I want you to take some time to really dig into that. Why is it uncomfortable? Why does it matter? The next thing I want you to ask yourself is, if I was not afraid, and if I knew I couldn't fail, what would I do? What would I set out to do? What would I accomplish? What would I claim as my own? 
what level of success or of my dream life would I be living in if I believed that I couldn't fail and fear was not even in the equation? And I want you to dig into what that is. Really, what is it? Get it on paper. Write it down. What's the worst case scenario? What is holding you back? Is it fear itself? Is it the fear of getting into action? I want you to think about how that's making an impact and why that's keeping you standing still. And the last question that I want you to ask yourself is, am I ready to make a change? What do I have to illuminate? What do I have to do in order to make a change? Well, I can tell you, it's going to take some action. It's going to take stepping out into something uncomfortable, believing a new thought, taking that next best step. It's going to take being still with the one who knows you and who knows where you struggle and he knows your inadequacies, and he still calls you anyway. Who are you not to be any of those things that he's called you to? Why can you trust him in one area and not in another? Is it because you feel like he doesn't know the full story? Is it? Do you feel like you know something he somehow doesn't know? These are really, really difficult questions, but I'm going to challenge you to put yourself in a position where you can be still for a few moments to see how God can speak into your life to encourage you. And I know that when we do that, we're going to see true change. And I want to read you something that is on my vision board right now. And suddenly you know it's time to start something new and trust the magic of new beginnings. Are you ready to decide that something different has to be done? And what is something different? What is that next best step? It's time to start something new. And it starts with you. All right, guys, I'll talk to you next time. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you loved it, would you send it to a friend who could be encouraged? Or share it on social and tag me so I could personally thank you for sharing the sweet sauce. For more episodes, check out and subscribe to Courage Queen Podcast, where we share fresh perspectives and stories for people who have the guts to be vulnerable and grow through what they go through. You can also join the conversation on Instagram at Courage Queen Pod. As always, thanks for being here. Courage starts with showing up.